Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. Wait for it. Thick and slick. <laughs> What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, presented by TLR Coatings and Premier Custom Trailers. This is episode number 153, I think. Are we 53? Are we 54? I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm in studio here, solo. Basically, you guys know how it works. Uh, this is not our normal day job we don't get paid to do this this is literally three guys sitting around bench racing uh what ends up happening is normal real life comes into into play here so um cole was busy but we might get him on the phone here in a little bit uh justin had some stuff come up with work so he had to go and do that so i'm here getting the show fired off and on this show today we're gonna have like i said we're gonna try to get cole up on the phone we're also going to call a friend of the show and now top 10 250 East Coast rider Kevin Morans get his take on the track and his take on a wild night of racing lots to cover before we jump into all that please make sure to like subscribe and comment it really helps us out with those likes and the comments that way we can um get some more views get going here and hopefully get some better equipment and some more video content up for you guys make sure to uh, follow us on all the major social media networks like I said we are well Cole is posting a lot on the social media networks which is great he finds all sorts of tidbits that are really really fun um, make sure to check out our sponsors our sponsor has been with us from the beginning TLR coatings custom powder coating Sarah coating as well as vapor blasting. Look them up, tlrcoatings.com. They are located in Michigan. They can help you out. They do shipping nationwide, so they will get you all set up and going. I know there's a lot of you out there restoring bikes, and, well, they're really good at uh, restoring the finishes on those bike parts. Also, make sure to look up our other sponsor, Premier Custom Trailers. Do you need a trailer, commercial or recreation? Premier Custom Trailers has what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs. Sales, service, parts, or rentals, they do it all. PremierCustomTrailers.com, located five minutes south of Kalamazoo on US 131 in Schoolcraft, Michigan. They put the custom in customer service. So again, make sure to check them out. We will be getting a trailer from them in the spring and we'll be doing a full review on it. So make sure to keep following the channel for that because let's face it, I now have a six-year-old that is going to be going to the races. Uh, mom has her pit bike. Dad has his pit bike. Dad has his race bike. Dad has his practice bike. We basically have more bikes than we can keep in the shop at this point. So we need the trailer not only to store bikes, but to go to the track because let's face it, loading up all those different bikes in the morning into the back of a truck is not the most fun thing in the world. So anyway, we are here wrapping up Houston three. We've now finished our, as everyone keeps calling it, residency in Houston. Uh, so we are moving on to Indy. So we're going to talk what we saw at the Houston three round, where we think we're going to go forward here as we move into Indy. Um, now, what I'm going to do here basically is I'm going to kind of run through an overview and some of my thoughts uh, for the evening here before we get people on the phone. 
um, just so that way I make sure we cover everything. Uh, so let's start with a very, very interesting 450 night and probably the talk of the night here. Dean Wilson holding up Ken Roxon, not allowing him to get by as he was being lapped and for all intents and purposes, causing Kenny to lose the race, give it up to Cooper Webb. Now, this kind of works into the saga here of Kenny versus Cooper. Cooper has pretty much had Kenny's number here for the last few years. We saw it all the way back in Anaheim 2 on that Triple Crown race where uh, Cooper came from behind and passed Kenny in the last whoop section and gave him the old six-shooter. We saw it last year in, I believe it was Oakland, um, where Coop passed Kenny in literally the last corner before the finish. And now here we see it again, literally last lap. Now, I'm of the opinion, and there's lots of opinions out there, but this is my show, so I'm going to give you mine. I'm of the opinion that if Dino gets out of the way, Kenny wins that race easily, hands down. Cooper was close, but Cooper was not close enough. He was he definitely had uh, had the bit in his teeth, and he was on a mission seeing red to try to get to Kenny. However, I don't feel like he would have actually got it. Now, what was Dino doing? I have no idea what Dino was doing. It's not like Dino's never been lapped before, and that's not usually a thing you see Dino do. So I have no idea. There wasn't even anyone around him that he was racing for his own position because sometimes you run into that issue. And at that point, then I can see why you might have um, an issue letting someone by because if you let them by, then the other person might get by that you're trying to race. It creates this whole conundrum. However, in this instance, Dino simply was not getting out of the way. He had plenty of time to get out of the way, plenty of opportunities to get out of the way and he did not now Dino did own this he put out a post on social media basically saying that he fucked up and he owned it and I give him a lot of credit for that I give Kenny a lot of credit I've seen videos of Kenny shaking Coop's hand I've seen videos of Kenny kind of just throwing his hands up at Dino and being like what the hell were you doing there's no beef between Kenny and Dino so don't try to run that rumor out there because there isn't any beef between the two of them they're usually pretty cool it was just a simple mistake on Dino's part, which again cost Kenny majorly. Between that and the four points he lost last week with the jumping on the red flag, on the red cross flag penalty, um, you now have Kenny where he should have been probably seven, eight points in the lead. He now does have the red plate. That is the one positive out of this. Kenny does have the red plate. However, he is only going in with a one-point lead over Barsha and Webb. And, man, do we have a series going. Now, I'm of the opinion, like most reporters are, that the cream will rise to the top. And by the time we get to, say, around 8-9 of the series, you will see the top probably few guys start to distance themselves. However, for right now, we have a close one. Even Zach Osborne, who's had a rough go at it with a 10-10-9, he's been the fastest dude to go 10-10-9 probably in a lot of years. Um, he is only 20 points out in 10th place. You have Eli is, I believe, 10 points, 8 points, something like that. Um, like I said, you have Barsha and Webb. Tied for second, one point back. Dylan, I think, is still in the mix there. AC is only a handful of points back. Sorry, I don't have the points right in front of me. I didn't put those in my notes, guys. Uh, but anyway, you have basically the top 10 of the 450 class all within 20 points of each other. We've had three races, nine podium spots, 
eight different dudes in nine podium spots. The only person to repeat on the podium has been Ken Roxon at this point. Um, I mean, it is, it is impressive. So we will, uh, we will see where we go from here. Uh, you had Eli Tomac had a so-so night. He really didn't do a whole lot. Ended up with fifth. Um, you had Webb get the whole shot. Marv had a very rough night from the uh, heat race going down to then in the main going down. Um, just, just a lot of issues there. I mean, basically, and none of them really his fault got caught up in other things. I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, Mookie took him down in the main by running out of the whoop section there. Barsha went down in the sand last night. Um, I mean, there, there was just, no one really got away clean last night. There was just, uh, just lots and lots of issues. Now in the 250 class, the 250 East coast that we all said was kind of uh, top heavy for basically the top five, six has now gotten even more top heavy. You have Austin Forkner ends up, uh, somehow wadding himself up in a three, three, three section in the second practice. He goes out broken collarbone will probably miss last night's race. We'll probably miss at least the next next Saturday Indy one, if not Indy two and Indy three, um, with that broken collarbone. Then you have uh, R.J. Hampshire goes out in free practice. I'm not 100 percent sure what happened with him. He uh, he went down though wrist injury. He is out for I have not heard how long, but he is out for quite a while, from what I understand. So R.J. So two of the heavy hitters at the top especially Forkner is out. Now, I am usually a Forkner hater. However, this is not something that I thought Forkner was doing anything wrong. This is just a, we'll call it AC moment, a bad circumstance. I don't know. I don't know why he uh, he crashed there. It was super weird. It was, uh, it was just, he kind of clanked the middle three, went to the final three, and just clanked the crap out of that so i'm not really sure why he ended up going over the bars um but he did so such is life jet had a so-so day he went down hard in the whoops in practice basically pancaked his leg between the bike and the whoops um which left him with a so-so night he did pull off the heat race win however um he uh in the main a little bit more of a struggle didn't get the start he wanted. Didn't really come through the pack the way he would probably have liked to. He did get into it with Moseman. Actually went really hard into a corner into Moseman. Um, from my understanding, he was warned by the AMA for that. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, if Moseman tries to uh, have a little bit of payback on that for him. And then at the front, you had the two star boys. You had Christian Craig and Colt Nichols. And... <sighs> As much as I hope Jet can pull some stuff around and win this title, because I think it would be awesome, um, also I am somewhat of a realist. And those two star boys, they have the experience, they have the motorcycles, uh, they are pretty much the cream of the crop for this 250 East class, and I think you're going to see those two really start to separate themselves. They did so last night. I think you're going to really see it start to come into play here as we move further along. So we will have to see how that works out. Um, but as of right now, like I said, I think those are your two that you are going to see really start to spread out here. So uh, that basically sums up 
somewhat of a wild night of racing there for Houston three, like I said, ending a residency. So now we will, uh, we'll jump in here. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to try to get Kev on the phone here. We will talk to Kevin Morans about his top 10, what the track was like and going forward into Indy here. And then we'll see if we can get Cole on a little bit later and get his thoughts on the race. So hold on for just a sec. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we will be right back. All right, now as promised on the phone here, we now have top 10 guy in the 250 East Supercross class, privateer hero, Kevin Morans. Kevin, what's going on today, bud? Not much. I like that intro. I like that top 10 guy intro there, bud. Well, I mean, <laughs> bro, we keep we keep knocking them down. Your boy Fork is out. RJ's out. I mean, we knock a couple more of these guys out, and then boom, we're like solid top five, and we're just going, bro. I know. Hey man, you remember at the beginning of the year when you and I were talking and you were like, bro, what, uh, what are you thinking coast wise? Cause you follow this stuff pretty close. You think I should do East? You think I should do West? I mean, what, what's your thoughts on it? And I told you that I know absolutely nothing, but I was like, you should get in the first one. Cause it sounds like it might be, um, you know, not as many dudes. And then boom, here we are. Lo and behold, we're in there. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think it was definitely the right choice. And it just worked out for me, too, because, like, clearly not having a set place to train, um, it would have just been more difficult to find a place to train for the next month. So I was like, screw it, let's just go racing. And, uh, man, honestly, I don't know I don't know what I've done. It's not like I'm super prepared. But, damn, dude, I'm just like a different, different rider compared to last year. I think my confidence is just better. My starts have been absolutely killer. And, uh, you know, I've just been riding smooth and riding good, so... As long as they stay on two wheels, stay out of the carnage, man. We're, we're all about it. I mean, last night I could not quit looking at Ashley and being like, we're getting so much TV time. This is awesome. Like, every time I turned around, Dude, you were like, on TV. I'm not even going to lie. Like, over the last three rounds, I bet me, I, like, just myself alone, has probably had, I would say, every bit of five full minutes of TV time. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like you have been all over it. Even the podcast I listened to, dude. Even on like pulp and stuff, they were talking about you, like a lot. Um, the pulp fantasy, you were a big talk there because obviously not making the main <laughs> the other day, kind of got oh, yeah. some dudes. I was probably getting shit on. Yeah, well, not really shit on. They were just like, well, you know, we just got a little excited. They didn't actually. They didn't. I was surprised because usually they didn't. They shit on people when that kind of stuff happens, but it wasn't too bad, and they were actually pretty positive going forward of like, yeah, you know, he, he should be up there. So you, uh, you were getting some praise yeah, from some other people fun. in high places. Yeah. Cause I actually listened to a little bit of, uh, the wrap up show or whatever from round three. And then, uh, like Steve was talking about, he's like, well, I couldn't pick Moran and he decided to just screw me last weekend and absolutely kill it this weekend. So thanks Kevin. <laughs> so that's what he said. I was like, Oh, that's kind of funny. Oh yeah. That's fucking great. So, um, so, okay, so uh, you qualified pretty good yesterday. You were, what, 11th, I think, overall for uh, for qualifying. Is that right? No, I was P15 overall. Oh, I shit. Think, uh, maybe I was, like, 10th or 11th in, or not 10th or 11th, I don't know. I was somewhere around that range in the A practice, but the B practice had a couple faster guys just because they had an absolutely perfect smooth track. Okay. And by the time we got out on there and some rubs and whatnot, it was a little bit more technical. Okay, was the was the track still uh, still pretty grippy? Cause like um, Craig said, it was still like Velcro out there. So by the end of the night, was it still Dude, that it way? Was, it was still it was tacky as all get out. If you ask me, 
I didn't think it was slippery at all. And then, like, I mean, personally, obviously, you know, the field is a touch lighter, but I've never qualified that well, period. Like, for round one, we qualified 26. Round two, we qualified 16. Round three, we qualified 15. So, like, continuous progression is big. Yeah, well, it's definitely coming together. Now, um, what happened in that heat race? Because we had a really yeah, good start, <laughs> like really yeah. good. No, I thought I, ha- I thought so that it's like just the whole situation, man. So I thought I was going to pull the whole shot, to be really honest. And then I got cut off right on the, the, the face of that first pump. I was like, oh, shit, okay. So I had to double, double, double. And then I was set up on the inside so tight that I couldn't turn and get the three out like everybody else. Okay. So I turn, have to double, everybody else three. So then a guy gets around me right there, and then I'm set up on the inside in there because I'm not free into the rhythm section. So then I go inside, and I can't get up on top of the tabletop, so i got to roll it. So then another person gets by me, and then I come around through the sand. I get blasted, tear a tear off before the loop, and I get a shitty run through the loop, and then two people cut me off on the inside in front of the loop. So I'm like, I was just going backwards quick. I could not get my flow, everything like that. So I was like, all right, Kevin, like you're still like an eighth. Like you're fine. Or nine. I was sitting in ninth actually for a while. I was like, all right, you're fine. So I was trying to get around that Yamaha kid, and I could not get around him. Like, for whatever reason, he was <laughs> not hitting the triple. Like, yeah. That's what was, like, made me so slow. Is he was doubling everything. Okay. And he was taking the main line that you need to take to get those big rhythms. So I was getting screwed over, having to double with his lines, trying to find my way around him. And that's what allowed Grant to catch up to me so fast. So then I knew coming to the last corner, I'm like, Kevin, you're not getting passed on the inside again. So I hugged my inside slid just a little bit, which that's what screwed me, and then just shot, tried to get to the finish line as soon as I could, but he, obviously being in the person right behind, like you're in a better position than the person that's trying to protect his inside, so he just went straight to the berm, cut down, and went, uh, and actually got to hit the jump, which obviously allowed him to get the, the time over me, which sucked, but uh, no, it's just straight up, just I rode like crap in the, in the heat race, like that was not acceptable for me, so it is what it is. I couldn't find my flow. I couldn't get around that guy, so it's just part of it. But I knew as soon as I came over the finish line, I'm like, I was just like, dude, Kevin, like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, you can't keep doing this shit. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, just regroup. Like, I didn't get pissed because I was like, you know, you're the fastest one in this LCQ that's about to happen. Oh yeah. Like you've already proved it last week. You made a stupid mistake, so just get out there, get a whole shot, run away with it, and don't do anything stupid like you did last week. And that's exactly what we did. Ran away with it. I wasn't even hardly trying. Like, I was just, I was very relaxed, just, like, riding smooth. And then when I watched it on TV afterwards, I'm like, damn, dude, I was ripping. Oh, yeah. But I wasn't even, like, I wasn't trying very hard. I was just really smooth, really relaxed, breathing, and I just rode really well. So, like, I was happy with that. And then, wada bang, wada boom, got ready for the main event and just sent it. Well, that's awesome. I, watching the uh, Watching the heat. I like obviously they weren't really showing you on TV after you kind of fell back a little bit, and I'm just watching you drop. And I'm going, so he either went down, like tipped over or something, or like he got like tight from from that start. But now hearing that you got behind whoever it was and they were they were doubling through everything, that that makes a lot more sense because I was like, man, oh, yeah, there's no, like, there's only two things I could think of. So yeah, no. I was able to get, like, have a little bit of free track or at least somebody else in front of me that was doing the big rhythm. Yeah. Like, I would have been able to flow way more, but I couldn't flow at all because I was trying to take cut-down lines to get around this dude, and then we'd have to double through the rhythm section, and then I'd have to try to take the next inside, and I couldn't get the big.
big jumps because I was trying to get around him, and then he'd have the main line. So it's like I just needed I, – I did not get the pass done quick enough, and that was the biggest thing. Hmm. So that's on me. Well – that's all right, man. You got her done. In the end, you did that, and then you got into the main, and then the main was just spectacular. I was doing nothing yeah. pretty much but watching the leaderboard on the side going, come on, baby, let's keep her in there. <laughs> I know. I know, man. And then I hate it because when, when the race is over, they only show like the first few guys going across, and then they cut to commercial, and I'm like, fuck. Where did he yeah. finish? Like, what did he do? So yeah, then I'm exactly. pulling up fantasy exactly. website trying to see, and I'm like, yes, we got it, because I took you last night, and you scored me max points, so I was pumped on that. So what'd you say? I said I took you last night in fantasy, so you scored me max points, so I was pumped on that. So that yeah. was that was How a many points did I score? Uh, fifty-two, I think, which is the max amount, because I think you had like an eight or nine handicap, and you finished ninth, right? That's right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Ninth. Yeah. So yeah. that would have put you like first place overall, basically. Plus you were, uh, since you're not in the top eight in points, you're, uh, you're not considered an all-star. So you get double points. So yeah. So I'm pretty sure you got me 52 points last night, which was awesome. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. You have to, you have to, you have to talk to the boys. See if we can get a bonus for the top 10. <laughs> okay. I'll tell Justin <laughs> to pull out some of that pizza patrol money. So Oh man! Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yo, I, I, I'll I'll give you a bonus. We'll go. We'll, I found a sick ass go karting place that also has axe throwing in Indy. We'll go there and we'll do some go karting and axe throwing on the uh, on the company card there. So, that, Alrighty, deal. that'll that'll that. that'll bonus. So, um, okay. So I know we kind of I know we kind of talked a little bit last week. Uh, plan for this week here because I know now it's been some days and things change all the time. So plan for this week since we now have a whole week off between races here before we uh before you head to indy what's your what's your plan here tell tell the audience so so i don't know how loud it is to be talking right now but i'm actually driving so i'm on the road heading to oklahoma right now um and it's like I'm, I'm driving straight to oklahoma and i'm gonna head over to benny's house and we're gonna watch the chief game tonight uh and then i'm riding monday tuesday hopefully uh, obviously, if weather, because I'm driving through rain right now, so hopefully I get up there and it's rideable tomorrow. So we'll get a little bit of riding, a little bit of light day tomorrow, a uh, pretty hard day Tuesday, and then I'll head home Tuesday night back to Kansas, um, load up, get everything set up and clean and ready to go for Indy on Wednesday, and then I'm heading out probably Thursday morning for Indy. What is uh? So when you say light day and hard day, um, I mean, I have a rough idea, but I obviously have not uh, been in this yeah. that long. So, what so, what is a light day and a hard day for you? So, like light day, when I say that, because I was talking to my trainer actually, I was like, I kind of want to just because I'm going to be driving all day today, and I'm going to be sore as hell in the morning. I bet from last night. Um, I was like, man, do we just like do we stretch and cycle tomorrow, then <laughs> ride Tuesday, or what? So, like that was kind of what we were thinking, but. I think that it's going to be best to at least get on the bike both days because I'm only going to have two days that are even an option. So if weather's all right, then we'll get out there and we'll just do some, like, laps, do a couple, like, 10-minute motos of just just riding, not so much, like, sprints and doing, like, lap times and, you know, gnarly stuff like that. Just getting on the bike, getting your blood flowing, getting your cardio on the bike instead of on a bicycle. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's kind of uh, what I mean by a light day is not doing anything super aggressive. And then Tuesday, maybe do a couple 15s because I got to get my ass in shape for those main events. <laughs> and then uh, head on 
head on back home. Okay. Get ready for Indy. Okay. So now on Tuesday, when you say you do those two fifteens, do you do like a uh, like a say like a ten minute warm up where you go out and just shake everything down, make sure the bike basically isn't going to fall apart on you, and then you do two fifteens? Probably that'll oh. probably be what it will be. Okay. Uh, if that's what we end up doing, that's kind of what I would like to do. It just it's all going to depend on weather, whether because I mean it's raining right now. Hopefully the yeah. track's not too wet. Hopefully we at least get some time on the bike. Uh, so like I don't know. I'm not really stressing it regardless. Like. Some rest will always do you good. I mean, it'd be nice to get some time on the bike since we have a full week off. But, uh, like, in between Tuesday and Saturday, I didn't even touch a bike. So Yeah. Well, that's okay. I think there's a lot of people that didn't. I, I, I've only heard of, uh, of a few that did. So, Cooper Webb comes to mind. Yeah. Of course, I heard Tomac rode on Monday. Like, somebody said that they went yeah, out I Monday know. and he rode somewhere. Which I'm like, wow, he was yeah. that. <laughs> you know what that means? They were struggling. <laughs> that thirteenth place was yeah. not in Kawasaki's favor there. Wait, so, who? Tomac. Tomac got thirteenth uh, uh, on the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I didn't know that. Yeah, he got he got thirteenth, and I don't know. This is the problem with there being so many races this quick. I had it with Salt Lake City. It's hard to keep everything straight. All I know is he got thirteenth. And it was not a 13th of he was moving forward like he had crashed and was, you know, 20 seconds behind 21st place. It was a, yeah, a 13th. So, yeah, it does not actually shock me that they were out testing and riding on Monday. Um, but it's it definitely shows that there was uh, something bike-wise they thought was wrong. So, Yeah. Yo, how wild is it just to see, like, that 450 class, like you got Ferrandis getting on the podium in round two, and then it's just you see him getting lapped in round three. Oh my god, dude, it's it is mind blowing, and it's like we've talked about, um, or at least we've talked about on the show before. Of uh, the starts are so dependent nowadays because if you get a good start, I mean, look at Kenny and Coop last night; they get a good start and they're gapping third place by like 15 seconds. So. It, yeah. I mean, if you want a chance at a win in the 450 class at this point, you better be damn near the top five off the start because there is not a lot. Even Tomac, I don't think. Now, granted, we haven't really seen him go beast mode a lot since 2019, but he, even if he does, I have a hard time believing he's going to come from, say, 12th, 13th or farther back even to the front. It would be it would be a lot at this point with as many good guys. So, um, yeah, no, yeah, dude, it's wild. We are we are getting some semblance of normalcy. I feel in that class though, there are there's some guys I would say a fair handful that are you're kind of seeing they're going to be somewhere in the in the ten to twenty range almost every week. You know. But then, yeah. but then, like you said, you have guys like, I mean, you have Tomac was 13th in the first round. Last night, he was fifth. I mean, he he didn't really go anywhere last night. He was behind Mookie. He was stuck behind Mookie, and he didn't really make a whole lot of moves. Um, then you have, like, the guys that I feel like are rising to the top, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I feel like Barsha, Kenny, Cooper, um, those kind of guys are really rising to the top and to be completely, I mean, I know Tomac won, but his other two races have just been so kind of eh, that it's like, I don't, I don't know if, if we're going to see him up there all the time at this point where those other three, yeah. 
I feel like even with Webb being as as not great as he's been, I feel like last night we kind of saw the Cooper Webb of old of like he got the bit between his teeth later on in the race and he started coming. Now, let me ask you this. Have you seen the Dino situation? That's what I was going to ask you about next, bro. What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think Dino needed to get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... I would have to say, like, I've been in race situations. Okay, I can't say this for myself because I haven't been in a 450 main. But I, and one, like, I don't know if Kenny was just yelling or if he was panic grabbing too, but you can 100% hear a panic grab. And that, that's what I do when I'm coming up and laughing people in the main and whatnot. If they think that, you know, hey, Kevin shouldn't be in ninth or he usually is not in ninth or anything like that, they don't think I'm in Like, no, like, we're in ninth. Like, I'm panic grab, and they usually get out of your way. So, like, for him to be there, and he had to have seen blue flags the whole time, too. So, like, he was very sincere in his post, at least as, well, as far as I thought, unless there's some KTM Husky tactics, tactics there. I really think that he did not know. But he should have. He definitely should have because that really did screw Kenny. As much of a Kenny homer as I am, I 100% agree. He should have known. He should have looked around. I I mean, like you said, you have gone by lappers. Hell, you've been a lapper before. You know when someone's behind you. there, And especially with you guys, you get blue flags. And you know how it is at the local races. We don't get blue flags. I've you know, I'm slow. I've gotten past plenty of times lapped by people in a five lap fucking local race that it's like these kids come up on me. And yes, I dude, I know from fucking when they're five seconds back from me, I'm like, oh, like I can turn around the middle of the race and say, OK, cool. Someone's coming. And then when they get closer, I can hear them. So, you know, I don't know what the hell Dean was doing. I'm, I'm like you. I feel like his apology was sincere. I don't feel like it was on purpose. I, I don't think there was any sort of tactics going on there. I just, I can't see that, especially this early in the, in the season. Now, if you put that at round 16 or 17, then we can start talking conspiracy theories on, on team tactics there. But for right now, no, I'm, I'm out on that. But dude, Dino, you got to get the fuck out of the way. Cause if Dino gets out of the way, yeah. Kenny wins that race because Cooper was catching him. But number one, there's a big difference between catching and passing. And number two, he was not close enough in that last lap until they hit that wall jump before the little double-double. And Kenny got all squirrely because he tapped the back of uh, of Dino's bike. And then that's when Coop got him there, basically. So, And I've seen all sorts yeah. of stuff on the internet today about, like, well, Kenny should have gone around him and all this stuff. Okay. Kenny should have gone around him, yes. But three-quarters of a lap... I mean, they, uh, they- same reason why I should have got around that Yamaha kid in the heat race. Like, dude, that track is pretty tough to pass on because, I mean, 450 is maybe a little different because you got the power to be able to do those rhythms from the inside, inside, inside. But, like, on a 250, dude, like, you got to rip those corners and keep bounce into that stuff. Yeah. If you're not in the main line, you're probably not going to make it. So it's pretty, it's tough to pass on those tight tracks. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, is like, dude, like Kenny said he was behind him for like three quarters of a lap and it was a long time and there was plenty of places for Dino to get out of the way. So if you're Kenny, you're coming up on Dino. This isn't some squid billy. This isn't Politelli or somebody like that. Not that those guys suck. I'm just saying there's a difference between coming up on some full blown privateer, you know, whatever, and coming up on Dino. You think that Dino's a going to give you the courtesy and b be uh, in the moment enough to move out of the way you just do 
Yeah. And uh, and then when when they don't, then you're like, what the hell is going on? So, I mean, yeah, for real. I give I give Kenny a lot of credit uh, because as Phil Nicoletti said on the Pulp Wrap Up show, if I'm Kenny, we'd have been meeting at the truck after that. <laughs> I don't care how cool we are. You just cost me probably close to a quarter million dollars in bonuses. We're meeting at the truck. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've seen the memes, but they've put the uh, the Bernie Sanders sitting in the chair at the uh, at the whatever inauguration Bro, I saw that. with and Kenny's head. Kenny's oh yeah. Kenny waiting for Dean at the rig, dude. I I literally Oh man, I've been dying. I've seen that one so many times. The other one I've seen, have you seen the one where Dino's riding towards Kenny, leaving the track? Kenny's got his arms up and somebody put a twisted T in Kenny's hand. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes, the meme game is no, on point. Oh my God. Have you seen the twisted T video where the dude gets smacked with it? What? Have you seen the twisted T video where the dude gets smacked with the twisted T? No. Oh my God, dude, you got to look this up. Because that's where all these memes are coming from with the Twisted T stuff. So there's these two dudes in a convenience store. There's a uh, African-American gentleman oh, oh, oh. and the white oh, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. yeah I've and then he gets I've smacked with it. So that's why they put the Twisted T in his hand. And I'm like, yes, that's awesome. That would have been at the truck with the Twisted T. Just like, bro, bam. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Oh, so yeah. So that was awesome. Um, Okay, so... uh. What else can we touch on from last night? What else tripped your trigger? Because I covered, a, like I said, a bunch of my thoughts on this kind of stuff. So we're, we're here to get your thoughts, yeah. the pro rider. Did you, have, did you happen to see my story that I, I mean, I know I had like a million stories from last, yesterday, but did you watch any of them? Uh, I don't think so. I kind of like skipped through them to see some of the stuff sometimes, but to be real honest, no, I, I didn't. Yeah, when you, have a million story, when you have a million stories at once, like I don't blame people. I just have them too. <laughs> but in, that, in those stories, did you see uh, being the, the aftermath of uh, – that's plugged for the show, too. <laughs> but the aftermath of uh, Jet and I coming together in that main event? No. Where did you guys come together? I didn't see that at all. Tell so more. He, this, is, this is when he was lapping me. And this is towards the end of the main. So, you know, your boy's just, like, tight and struggling at that point. <laughs> um, I got squirrely on the on, on, off. And I went down in between the tabletops, and he was going on, on. Right? Okay. Well, I got swirly and turned my front end, so then I came up the second tabletop, like the face of the second tabletop, and pointed left a little bit. Well, Jet was right next to me, apparently, and he jumped from table to table. His wheel came onto my bar, and it broke my lever off. Oh, Jesus Christ. So if you see that, like, my lever is sheared off. That was Jet and I came together because I got catchy. Wow, did he say anything to you, or it yeah. was just what? What did he say? No, I just put, I just put on my story like after you wrote that one out, bud, my man. <laughs> well, Jet had a Jet had a rough night anyway, man. He, uh, I think he was struggling. I think that leg was a lot more sore than he was letting on because he pancaked himself in the whoops. Did you see his crash in uh, in oh, th- that qualifying session? Hello, yeah. did you see that crash? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I saw the replay of it and everything. Yeah, that was that was gnarly. He I mean that bike just body slammed that leg into that whoop, so I was yeah. uh I was actually surprised. Have you uh have you heard anything from your boy Woodcock there? 
let's not talk about that. <laughs> I think he's actually kind of seriously hurt. So, I mean, I'm hoping he's all good. Uh, yeah, I th- I thought he was too. I mean, that was that was a pretty serious question. Like, I I know you know him, and like it wasn't like trying to be facetious or anything. I just was wondering if we anybody no. had heard anything because when he the way he went down there, and then when they took him off, I went, uh, yeah, that might be like a tip fib because that looked bad. Well, no, so like, well, first off, like, I, I was kind of boys with him until last weekend, obviously, <laughs> because, like, we raced with each other over in Germany and stuff, so, yeah. like, after, after that whole situation, yeah, I definitely have different thoughts about him now, <laughs> but I'm not one to hold grudges or anything like that, it's just, if that's the way he's going to race me, then okay, but um, when I, because I was on the, the line when I saw him go down, and I was like, oh, boy, he's getting catchy, and I saw him, like, eject Ocito, and, uh, just jumping off the bike, I'm like, holy hell! But then, like, he laid there forever. Like, dude, like, it looked like you went straight over the bars to your feet. So I didn't realize anything until I went back and watched the replay after the races that night. And he missed his feet and came right down on his butt. So, like, huh. at least from what I've heard, is he, he's got numbness in his legs and whatnot. So I, I mean, I don't think anything broke, but that is definitely some sketchy, sketchy stuff. So oh, that's I'm terrible. Sure, I'm not sure, but I hope everything yeah that's that's way worse than that see i thought originally it was a tib fib and then my one buddy was like well they took him off on a backboard and i'm like yeah but that still could be i don't know so well yeah hopefully hopefully everything's good with him i mean we can't <laughs> we can't keep losing guys on this 250 east coast we're gonna have like 10 dudes by the time we get to vegas or to salt lake here it's gonna be a problem like fuck so um, what I said, we can't keep losing dudes by the time we get to, uh, by the time we get to Salt Lake, we're going to have like 10 dudes at this rate. Like we gotta, we gotta stop this here. So, uh, yeah, bro. <laughs> um, what about, uh, what about Max Volan's ride last night? What'd you think about that, man? Dude, it's been been impressive. I mean, for him to get aggressive with those guys at the beginning and give it back to, uh, those men is kind of what I saw in the replays. I can't remember that was the heat in the rain, but like, that's impressive for a kid of his age. Um, so I know all the guys have talked crap on him the last time we talked, but, I mean, the kid's young. He's learning the first couple super crosses. I mean, he's on a factory KTM. He's got the team, so he should be doing that. I would hope he's doing that, but, um, no, I think he's doing solid. Yeah, I mean, last night was, was again, once again, very, very impressive for me. I mean, he, he got a start. He was leading. Like you said, he got aggressive. I was super-duper impressed with it. Um and I won't lie, man, like we shit on him hard at the beginning of the year. But I mean, when you go to, uh, what was it called? Uh, minios and you get like ninth or 10th in the fucking a class in the supercross racing down there. And then they're like, Oh yeah, by the way, in like two months, you're going to be racing pro supercross. You just go, what the hell are you even doing? You know? I mean, I would have said it literally about anyone. So um, the fact that he has turned it around here and is doing what he's doing, I don't know. I've, I've heard speculation of like, well, when they went down there, the idea was we just need to get our points so that we can get our license so that we can go racing. And, um, and then, and I was like, okay, well, I guess that would make sense because you don't want to get hurt. Let's face it. You're the only Red Bull KTM 250 rider for this year. So if you get hurt at an amateur race trying to get your points, I mean, that doesn't make a lot of sense with everything we're doing. So, um, but yeah, but no, I'm yeah. very impressive. And he continues every single week to impress me. Uh, and I, I honestly, if he, if his trajectory continues the way it is, I would not be surprised to see him land on the box at some point. Yeah. So, um, 
Okay, so uh, that track last night, they changed it up majorly, obviously, from uh, from the first two rounds there. They they completely changed the layout. We had a right-hand first turn. We had a big sand section. Um, thoughts on that? The whoop section was super long. Was it big? Was it a smaller whoop section? I mean, what it, what were your thoughts on all that stuff? Uh, whoop section was definitely longer. Definitely more difficult than the last two sets, I would have to say. Uh, they got really chewed out. They didn't really fix them, which is kind of surprising. Like, they kind of just left them all night. Um, they fixed them right before the heat, or the heat started, and they didn't touch them until the night was over pretty much. So they broke down really quite a bit. Uh, they just got mainly, like, that one long rut through them with a lot of, like, cups on the top of them. So it made it really difficult to stay in that line because if you're rear end – or even front end bounce one way or the other, you have a very, you know, designated place where your wheels need to go to keep going straight or else you like land in the V, if that makes sense. Like the V's of that line. Yep. So it makes you go all sorts of squirrely if you don't get it good. So it definitely made them tricky. What about, uh, what about that sand section? How was that compared to the other night? Was it still, uh, still deep and gnarly or was it a little bit, the sand section, was it still deep and gnarly? Was it a little bit easier? What? Okay. All right. Um, so we're we're going into Indy now. You've uh, you've obviously raced East Coast before. What are your What are your thoughts on Indianapolis? The dirt. Um, I haven't really studied the Indy, track maps, Indy will, so Indy will break down worse than Houston. I bet. Yes. I've only been there once. That was the uh, location of my first ever main event in 2019. I did not get to race there in 2020 because COVID canceled that round. Yes. But uh, I'm excited to go back. I love that stadium. And uh, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. I believe that 2019 main event that you made there is the reason that we are sponsoring you. Because wasn't that the year you were on that Cowie? That's the year that you were on that Cowie, right? Yeah, I was on the old Barney machine. Yes. But no, that was was the custom power sports Cowie. He likes to to be flashy. Yes. I mean, (laughs) the way he said it, and I completely agree. Is he's like either people are gonna love it and they're gonna talk about it, or they're gonna hate it and they're gonna talk about it. But regardless, they're gonna talk about it. And like, all right, I like it. And that is the reason we are sponsoring you because my chick thought that was awesome. Yeah. And uh, then when it popped up well, last year, so, so yep, so that that was a well, thing. Well, yep. So um, okay, cool. Anything else you want to talk about here uh, on the show before uh, before I let you go or? Um, I'm, I'm kind of at the end here. My, my thoughts for the, for the day here with, uh, as far as that stuff goes, unless you saw anything in like the 450 main or something that you were thinking about. Oh, I guess, uh, what about your, uh, what about your boy Forkner there, man? About my what? What about your boy Forkner there? Ate it and... Yeah, uh, that sucks for him, dude. I mean, I am, as, uh, as you have come to realize, I'm, I'm not the biggest Forkner fan mostly because of the stupidity I feel of throwing things away um but watching that crash a couple of times I'm like I don't even know like did he have a bike problem because he came up really short on that last three in that section so I talked to his his dad a little bit and he said that he was uh 
that was his first time tripling to the inside. Oh. So he, this is what I think. I think he planned on coming up a touch short because you kind of got to, or you have to, to uh, inside. inside. I want to come up just a touch short. That way you don't over jump it or land really perfect and have too much momentum. But he was also jumping a little bit left. So he went diagonally a little bit. Uh-huh. He planned on coming up short. But then he was also adding in the factor of going a little bit sideways. So he came up shorter than he expected. And then, yeah, the way he rolled. Like, I watched the video, and uh, uh, I watched the video, and I was like, oh, man, when I saw him go down, and then he rolled, and then the way he ran straight off the track, I just I knew exactly what was going through his head to an extent. Like, I could be completely wrong, but, like, I know he was like, oh, shit. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, all right, all right, all right, let's get back on the bike. Like, And he turned around, he's like, oh, something feels weird. He's like, all right, we got to try to move that shoulder. As soon as he moved that shoulder, he saw him <laughs> shake his head, and he's just like, He's like, I, he knew it right there, and I knew that it had to be in a heartbreaking moment. Oh yeah, you could. I mean, I'm I'm with it. You could watch it, and as soon as he moved that shoulder, he was just like, "Fuck, this isn't good. This isn't good at all." So, um, yeah, I feel yeah. I feel bad for him I, as much as much as I uh, as I throw heat is throw heat his way or smoke or whatever the kids are calling it nowadays. Uh, I do feel bad for him. I do feel like this was uh, somewhat of a major year for him. Of like, you need to kind of get this done, and here we are again with. He's hurt and gonna miss probably at least the first two, if not all three, indie rounds. Because I'm not. I know they can. Yeah. It depends how it's broken, but I know they can plate it back together and uh, be back in a couple weeks. Because Hurlings has done that, but I don't know. I guess we'll just wait Man, and see. I don't even. I didn't. Uh, this is no information from him or his dad or anything like that. But I would almost assume like, dude, he's out of the out of the championship. Like, what is the point of having him come back to Supercross and risk it? Like, I bet they. I, I don't know this, but why don't they just give him the four weeks or whatever he needs at least probably to heal up, throw him on an outdoor bike, and just get him going for outdoors? You know what I mean? I mean, you would you would think that because um, Shimoda's holding it down pretty good in the east. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. It, smart Money would say, yeah, just do that. Just miss the four weeks because basically, I mean, basically, if he's out beyond the Indianapolis rounds, okay, then you're missing Orlando which is round seven already of the title chase. So then you're coming back for what the last two, that seems kind of pointless. Like just go get ready for outdoors, be healthy and just rip outdoors since you missed outdoors last year because you got hurt. So I don't know. I mean, on the positive note for him, he's now not going to point out. So he has another year, but I mean, in, in my, in my mind, and I know you, you're going to walk around this carefully because you're kind of boys with him. In my mind, he is getting to a, a make-or-break situation as far as racing goes because it's like, dude, you, you have to finish a series, man. Like You cannot continue to hurt yourself like this. And like I said... I don't feel like yeah. yesterday was one of his crazy, stupid moments where he was trying to, you know, squeeze an extra hundredth out of a lap and bit it, and he shouldn't have been doing that. I just feel like it was almost AC-ish of like uh, just just wadding it up, and it was kind of just a stupid thing that really shouldn't happen, but it did type deal, and just kind of bad luck. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens, but uh, but definitely a, a bummer for the series and for him moving forward here. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, man. Well, uh, I think that's uh, that's all I got for you for the show for this week. So, uh, enjoy your 
week of uh, somewhat normalcy here of, of riding and training like we used to do between rounds. And uh, we will uh, we will actually see you in Indy here uh, for, the ne- for the race next Saturday. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks, bud. Kevin Moran's on the Moto Aftermath show here, and uh, we will see if we can get Cole on here and be right back. All right. And now, as promised, on the show, usual co-host was out of town here. Cole, you get it. Cole, what's going on, man? Oh, not a lot, man. Um, been doing a little fantasy football, so uh, watching the uh, the Buccaneers just put it to the I wouldn't say put it to, but just uh, put the win in on on the Packers. Speaking speaking of fantasy, so I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see what that Tom Brady hype's all about. Oh, good God! Speaking of fantasy, yeah. though, I'm uh I'm putting it to you boys in fantasy this year. Uh, we're three rounds in. I'm not worried about you. Hey, hey, I would just like to say uh, I won my money back on Industry Idiots already. No way. Yeah, dude. Uh, Houston, too. I was fourth overall uh, in the Industry Idiots League. Well, you know, maybe I'll get there at least. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a goal of mine, just get my money back in that league and... Uh... I got a few more chances to do it, so we'll see. I was say we got we got plenty of time, but yeah, I was pretty pumped. I was going through looking at the individual scores, and I was super impressed that I was fourth overall the other day, and then I score like thirty some more points last night, and I was like twenty uh, eighth. But I'm seventh overall in the league right now, so like if the if the league ended, I'd win nine hundred fifty bucks. So I'm pretty pumped. Oh, that ain't bad. If you can keep it working, yeah, I mean, keep I'm hopeful. Working, but, I'm, you know, I'm coming for that ass. Don't worry. Hey, that's all right, man. I'm, like I said, I'm hopeful, and I got. I'm not trying to win week by week right now. I'm trying to overall be yeah. decent for the oh, year. So, I had uh, one shitty round, and uh, I went conservative this week to kind of get back in the game. So I'm gonna go that route a little bit, and then start spending it a little harder. I, I think I'm within so. 20 points of Jason Thomas right now, so I'm pretty pumped. I'm I'm getting there. We're we're slowly but surely getting there, and I'm like I said, I'm crushing you and uh, you and Justin right now. So, but that's 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 fine. That's fine. You, I know you're good for one off the wall ballsy. That's what I. I've word pick, dude. I've been I've been talking to Matt Mitchell, who is was in the top 100 last year in our league, and and yeah, I told I told him last night. I was like, dude, I know I got one coming one week where I just get completely boned. I thought it was gonna be last night, but I mean, uh, I got lucky. But that's that's fantasy talk for the fantasy show. So we'll save that for like Thursday this week. Um, yeah. Yep. let's talk some moto here i've already i did a i did an uh uh what do they call it? a monologue to start with where i kind of overviewed most of the major points from last night i've talked to kevin about his night and kind of overviewed some of the major points got his perspective on it um yep. where where do you want to start man it's pretty much dealer's choice here as to what you want to talk about um well first off i wanted to congratulate kev on his top 10 um he called it he told us right on the phone he's getting a start and he was he was there both times so um yeah kev uh he he put it in for us and uh, i'm still looking for a whole shot i believe he can do it um and we're gonna be stoked once it does happen but uh yeah man when they had the camera on him in the lcq he, he looked pretty damn good the best part, uh, the best part was, he said he felt really, really good. He said he didn't feel like he was pushing or over his head. He was just out there cruising. So, mm-hmm. good. And, and with a depleted field like this too, I don't want to take any credit away from Kevin, but 
um, getting a top 10 and a, a couple of the guys out, it's really opened up the door for a lot more guys to start proving themselves and, and getting some TV time and getting in front of some eyes. So, 100%. Uh, what's up? I said 100%. Absolutely right. So, yep. where you, where you want to go from there? What do you want to – I mean, you want to go to the talk uh, of the night? You want to talk about Wilson? You want to go to uh, – yeah, let's say we can start with the 250s and go through. I mean, I, I just put the race back on right now. Uh, just watch the LCQs and uh, yeah. Well, what did what did Kev say about the Harlan deal in the last corner? Did he just expect him to go a little wider, or wishes he would have approached that differently? Or? So that was his heat race. So his heat race, he said, um, what ended up happening was he got that decent start. But then when because he went inside, he couldn't do the rhythm. So a couple guys zapped him. And then a couple more zapped him in that first uh in that first lap because he was having to go a little bit different line than what he was used to and he was having to do inside, so he couldn't do some of the jumps. And then what ended up happening was he got behind, he said somebody on a Yamaha, which I assume it must have been must have been Slusher, I think, because he's the only privateer on a Yamaha, right? That I think. Yeah, Schlosser or something yeah. like that, maybe. So I think he got behind him is what he said. He wasn't really sure. All he knew is he was behind some dude on Yamaha, and the dude wasn't doing, like, the big rhythms, and he couldn't get around him. So that's why you saw him just slowly, like, fade back there. Uh-huh. Um, and then so, as he said, he couldn't get the flow going the whole whole uh, heat race there, and that ended up costing him there, obviously, in the end. And he was well, – he said when he get, went off the track, he was mad, but he wasn't um, – he wasn't, like – he was he was upset to the point of like yeah I didn't make it but he wasn't like pissed like fuck this sucks you know whatever he was just like dude I know I have the speed I should have been in there I'm the fastest dude in the LCQ so okay let's let's channel this energy and let's go get it and sure shit I mean obviously he did so yeah no and uh, you know what sucks for me on the fantasy realm is uh, you went without <laughs> him last week and picked him this week you yep. got a couple fifty twos you bastard oh yeah buddy oh yeah. We had a good night. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm looking for some 52s next week, so I'm coming for that ass, like I said. <laughs> Don't worry. But uh, now to, to get into the 250 stuff, obviously, right off the bat, the fireworks we were all expecting took them took each other out, um, took them took themselves out. Honestly, um, you know, four uh, collarbone, got, I think it is. Do you got the TV what, going in the background or something? Because I can hear it. Yeah, dude, I got the race on. You hear Lee Diffie? <laughs> no, I no, I can just hear voices. Yeah, turn down or mute oh. or something, because I can clearly him. hear that in my I'll, headphones. I'll mute old Lee Diffie. I'm, I'm studying right now. All right, all right. Um, yeah. So Fork uh goes down. He uh, uh collarbone there, and um, is that confirmed collarbone? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's collarbone. Uh, I think I think Pro Circuit confirmed it before the race even started last night, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. Are so it's. They- plating him up and getting him back out there or is Hep Suzuki going to sign him for next year? So here's the thing. Um, even if they plate him, I think he's still got to be out two weeks. Well, if you put him two weeks from now, that's like Indy 3. Um, yeah, I mean, he's done. I he, mean, he, yeah. He this title goodbye. At that point, then you, then what are you going to do? You're going to come back, you're going to run. Orlando one. you're going to run. Uh, shit, what is it? Utah and whatever the fuck is before Utah because they only have two more after this. Right. Um, after they would get through Orlando, so I we don't really know. Kev was like, it's stupid for them to uh bring him bring him back, you know, to race 
two two three supercrosses because like i said i think with the plating i think it's a minimal two weeks i mean it's not four Mm. to six like you know if you just let it grow back but i don't know so that was just and let me let me tell you this because i know justin's probably sitting over here oh travis just hates on forkner okay watching that i didn't even think like oh man this fucking idiot just went for something he shouldn't have all it was was a court and this part of this is according to kevin talking to his dad is that forkner was trying to jump to the inside which he hadn't done he knew he was going to come up slightly short and he ended up coming way short because he didn't take into a fact that he was jumping not only sideways but to the inside type deal um and so i think it was just i think it's just honestly one of those like ac moments of like man he he wrecked himself in there but it was just bad luck you know it was it was and i mean that kind of leads me to the next thing is are people going to start writing him off or is he still going to be getting signed because we know what he's capable of um does he need a different program around him maybe to put himself in line and maybe back it down a little bit or because there, obviously there's something there that isn't clicking or isn't working, and there might need to be some changes made in his program. So does he, you know, is this the last year with Pro Circuit? Uh, maybe. I don't. I don't know when his contract's up. To be really honest with you, I have no idea. I know that now he's okay. not going to point out, so he can race 250 again next year, Supercross. So he yeah. might. He might be back with Pro Circuit if he's a still got a contract or B is you know they re-sign him, but yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, does it just turn into does it just turn into like a Trey Canard thing? Like, yeah. just can never I, get I mean, going, like fast as fuck, but can never get going. Yeah, it's very like Cincerillo-ish for the first part yep. of his career too. So, um, I don't know. It, it'll just be interesting to see. Um, like I said, I think there needs to be something in his program changed whether it be the team atmosphere maybe there's too much pressure over there on him um obviously the girlfriend thing um we can go down that rabbit hole but i mean there's just something there that's not working yeah Um, i mean after the crash yesterday though it like in my mind i start to go in because before it was always like the two years before here it has been literally on him of like excuse me like dude you're pushing too hard in qualifying. Look what you did. You fucked yourself. You're pushing too hard in the race. Like, settle in. This yesterday was just, like, pure bad luck. And then it's like, okay, were the other, like, was everything else? Did it just fucking, what, is it just bad luck? Like, he's fast, but then it just turns into bad luck. Like I said, it's almost turning a la Trey Canardish of, like, he comes back from injury. He is the fastest dude. Everyone hypes it. It's like, dude, he's going to fly. He's going to win races. And then, mm-hmm. but then just can never stay healthy. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying to look at history and watch history repeat itself. And, you know, we, all signs yeah. point to something like that. So I don't know. But I think yeah, his rope's I, getting short here. Yeah, definitely uh, an interesting storyline because we know how Moto is. Like, they'll just grab the next guy coming up the pipe. So, mm-hmm. um, and I guess uh, to branch off Fortner, another guy I, is Hampshire. You know, what was the deal there? He crashed he, in. He crashed in, in free. Or? He crashed in free practice and broke his wrist. I think is what I'm and, hearing. I mean, just all I'm gonna say is that's who he is. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like he, like yeah. like he, I've been he's saying, he he's raw, dude. Like you watch those first two rounds, dude. It was fucking wild yeah. and raw, and he was all over the place. And yeah. is he fast? Who, yes, yeah. but he's right on that razor's edge. 
Yep, and I I was hearing some stuff too. It kind of sounds like he's a dick off the track. I didn't really know that, but um, him and Craig are supposed to be buddies or whatever. Yeah. And Craig ran in and on him, cut his hand open, and you know Craig was apologizing or something, and. Hampshire like kind of smiled and was half-assed joking, but not really joking from what Craig said. And this is how Paul, I'm sure you listened to it. And he was like, you better pay for my hospital bill or something. Oh, yeah, I, hear, I heard Craig, that. And Craig's, Craig's dusty-ass Venmo him 200 bucks. <laughs> I did hear that, like, yes. Come on. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, I, uh, whatever. But that's just who he is. And it, it looks like it's going to be a blue bike with a number one plate unless uh, the young Australian puts it together. Yeah, I think um, I think that leg last night was a lot sore than what he let on. Um, I mean, dude, that fucking bike slammed him into that whoop. So yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I I think Jet is gonna win some more races. I think as we go along here, it would (laughs) not surprise me. Mistakes just like that. Yep, and that's what's gonna take him out. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely leaning more towards at this point. You're looking at Nichols or Craig. And to be really honest with you, um, if you start putting Nichols in spots like last night where it's like he sits behind Craig and then gets around him and then beats him, um, Craig's confidence, I think, will sway. And then you'll see Nichols start to run away with this. So, Yeah, and, and man, it's still just a huge toss-up because now you have Craig, a guy that has historically let things get to him and let him tuck the front wheel and, you know, just just had weird stuff happen. Um, and then you got Nichols who's just been under the injury bug forever. Yeah. Every time he gets some momentum going. So uh, who knows, maybe those guys crash out and or something weird happens and, and jet still is able to pull it off because even if he wads it up early in the moto with the talent that's out there now, he should be able to get back to third all day. Well, maybe Jet wins it, or maybe we get get Schmoda walks into a <laughs> into a yeah, title by knows. accident, or or we all just look like fucking idiots and Max Voland wins a title. Oh my god, dude, was he not impressive to you last night? Are we not all eating shit right now because was, of the shit we I'm talked? A lot of girl, and I picked him in fantasy. Oh, did you uh, really? I didn't do that. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was uh he was a zero. Two dudes were out. He's been in the top ten every week. So I figured that was a safe, safe bet, and, and it played off. Maybe not royally, but I got the points I needed. I mean, dude, he he basically catfished us all from going to from going to Minio's, getting eighth or ninth in the A class mm-hmm. there at, at the Supercross to now he's getting <laughs> seventh, eighth, ninth at a pro yeah, Supercross. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, we got catfished. Sorry. Yeah, we, we should all over chess, and he might want to eat. So oh, yeah. Um, well, and I like I the fact give... he threw it back in there on uh, what was it Moseman after Mos after Moseman went by him. Like you watch that happen down the whoops too. Like Moseman went in, got, took him high, and then you watch mm-hmm. Volan start to follow him through, and then boom, just start beelining, going, "Nope, I'm gonna just go right to the end of the corner there." Yeah, yeah. Moseman's another guy that's kind of underwhelming for me, but I mean, there's not really much to talk about with him other than he's just underwhelming. <sighs> yeah, Jet got Jet got warned after uh, after blasting him last night, so. Did he? Yeah, I gotta yeah. watch the interview. I guess the interview was pretty spicy. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, Jet, Jet got a warning from the AMA for that. So that's huh. uh, you know, it's an AMA thing. Never change AMA. I like it. Australian. <laughs> yeah, I like the interview too. He was just like, yeah, Moseman was close to me. I don't know why that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know so, why this no. little fuck was was by me. Um, yep. 
I like it. But uh, no, as far as the 250 class goes, it, it's... Uh, Is it sad to think that Shimoda might be the most consistent 250 East rider of the year here? Yeah, that's crazy. Or they or 14th, they lap twice or something. Something ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that's... It's it's just mind-blowing to me, the, the skill gap in the sport of motocross, supercross. It's just... Yeah, it's hard to wrap your head around. And, and the West or East or however, just the other coast this year is going to be so much deeper. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have all your second tier, um, your second tier privateer satellite team guys, I guess you could call it. You oh, got yeah. Jason Owen, Joey Crown, Garrett Marchbanks, the star guys. You got, um, God, who else you got? Any Phoenix boys, Kyle Peters. He's a top 10 guy all day. Yep. So. Did you? Uh, I'm excited. Did I'm you? I'm already. I mean, does this sound shitty to say? But I'm ready for the next coast. Yeah, kind <laughs> of. Because with it getting depleted, it's kind of like the tops real heavy, and then it kind of just fades off. So, um, yeah. Did you hear about the games? Well, good thing we got a 450 class, right? Oh yeah. Did you hear about before we transfer to that though? Did you hear about the games the uh, the Star Boys were playing? Where they signed Thrasher up for this week? What? Yeah. What's up with that? So what I heard through the grapevine is they did that in case, in case they needed to put someone else on the track to put between a blue bike and a different bike because of points. Jesus. They so, think he's good enough to do that, huh? Well, basically they think if it gets if it starts to get tight here, from what I understand, they won't actually say that. People talk to them and they didn't give that answer. But the behind-the-scenes movement is, yes, well, if for some reason we get to, say, I don't know, Indy 3 or something, and Jets rattled off a couple, and then you've got, you know, Craig, uh, Nichols, and Jet all within a few points here, that they're going to uh, throw one of these rookies, a.k.a. Thrasher, on that coast for the last Indy in Orlando and then the last two to basically get in the way. Interesting. I, uh, man, you can, you can say it's dirty. You can say whatever, but it's honestly smart. Um, they're taking the rules that they're given and they're playing the game. Yep. Yep. So more power to them, man. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So four fifties. You want to talk about the big story? I'm watching the, uh, I just watched the start. It was that Kev from the outside. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. He, that bike, he, is good. He's got his starts down. That Tom's out motor, bro. It's in there. Yeah. No, that was impressive from the outsiders there. Yep. But yeah, let's uh let's go four fifty class, man. All right. Um what you got there? You got a couple points you want? I mean you wanna start with the big story? You wanna start with uh Wilson? What was your thoughts on Wilson? Was he in the way? Man, was he not in the way? I, Should Kenny have gone around I, him? I gotta watch it back a little bit, but man, he's done some real bonehead stuff like that before. Um, like when his, his, one of his first races ever, he was going to win Freestone mm-hmm. and he let his teammate by thinking everything was all good. And he lost the overall, <laughs> like just dumb shit. Hmm. So I don't think his awareness on the track is really that great. I don't know why. I mean, he said he didn't see them coming, but I mean, if you look at the footage, Ferrandis is way far back, not even close to him. Uh-huh. And Justin Brayton, the next guy up, isn't even close to him. And you got a guy screaming and yelling at you behind you, and you're not going to look back and see what the fuck's going on. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I just, it's a shitty, shitty situation. Poor Dean is, he's already a, 
one of those mental guys, let some stuff get to him, doesn't want to be on social media sometimes, and he's just going to be hammered all this week. Oh, yeah. Well, um, there's a lot of guys I've seen there like, well, Kenny should have gone around him. Like, if you're going through lappers, and I'm like, bro, he spent where, almost a you lap. Know where he was yeah. at, like, it was so one line. Yeah, and it's so, like he spent almost a lap trying to get Dean out of the way, and and Dean and was, Wilson and, is not some, as I told Kev, he's not some fucking privateer that just made his first main and is like, oh shit, like I gotta just keep head down and ride forward as hard as I can to try to make as much money as I can. Like he should be fucking aware. You yeah, should have fucking moved. And you're coming back down the start straight. Yeah. And there's one main line on the inside, and you decide to funnel into that and uh-huh. sit on the outside. And then in the next corner, Bogle's sitting on the outside waiting because yeah. he knows what's going on. Yeah, exactly. So, I man, it's just a super shitty deal. And, and like Ken said in his post today, those points are going to matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this tight of a season, I mean, he already got boned on the penalized thing. He already got – he just got boned on this. It's – man – I don't know what else can happen to the poor guy. I mean, he's pretty much taken every L there is to take in this sport. I mean, dude, here's the thing, though. God, how... Webb's got his fucking number for some reason. Webb is Kenny's kryptonite, dude. Like... He is. Does not... I mean, dude, this is three years in a row now. We have watched a race come down to quite literally almost the last corner where fucking Webb gets Kenny. And mm-hmm. I'm just, and like, dude, I don't know how Kenny went into that last corner and didn't just go straight for the exit to blast Webb because that's what I would have done. Like, pfft, I got boned hard by that lapper, dude. I would have been going straight to the exit of that corner, especially with Webb. I mean, there's no love lost there. They have respect for each other. You can tell they do. I don't know if you've seen the video, but Ken did walk over and shake Coop's yeah, hand and I then be like, what he said though. I couldn't hear the audio, but it, I, it sounded like congrats on the three quarter of a lap win or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Something about three quarters of a lap. Yeah. But, but yeah, but so it's like, he has enough respect for him to be like, yeah, you know, he's a competitor, he's a racer and he can beat me. But at the same time, dude, I'm not <laughs> coming from me. I'm not taking that L to that guy again. I'm blasting him and either you're going or we're both going. And I mean, I know that you've had your run-ins with Webb before and that fucked your arm up that one time, whatever. Doesn't matter. I'd have head on that motherfucker going, coming out of that corner. <laughs> like, I'd be like, well, you're going to stop and I'm going to go win or we're going to both go down. Take Are your you pick. Are you talking in the very last corner? Oh, yeah. 100%. I don't think he was close enough. It was, it was close. It uh, might, yeah, he might have missed. I think it was close enough. Doesn't matter. I'd have gone for it. I would have fucking hammered home, ran a fucking ran a fucking arc through that sand and put it right parked it right in the middle of the fucking straightaway where he was going. Yeah, I tried to at least. Yep, and be like, "Well, you can hit me and we can both go down or you can let me win. Take your pick because you <laughs> sir did not really earn that." So, cuz if yeah, Dean, if Dean moves out of the way, Kenny wins that race. Like hands down, yeah, there is oh, anyone's going to win that, that argument all day and it just looked like he was gelling like this track was a little more of you know what we're gonna see this season and just little things that he was doing that i had noticed um which i'm gonna take some clips and put them on the instagram this week Mm -hmm. there are a few things i saw i'm just gonna cut them and explain like why i think they're cool cool um but he come over the finish line one thing i remember specifically come over the finish line there's that little hip jump and then the whoops he was jumping out 
on that hip jump a little bit, landing, compressing the forks, kind of bunny hopping the bike into the first whoop and then jumping through the whoops. Hmm. And I just thought the littlest things like that was so badass. And then um, another thing he was doing, if you go back to the sand section, he was coming into the sand section. There was these three little bumps and then into the sand, he was hitting the first one and then just tapping right across them. Hmm. Um, just unloading the bike. So I'm, I'm going to clip those clips and put them on the Instagram because I think that shit's kind of cool. Sweet. Yeah, Maybe a little, little weekly thing to do, but yeah. just, just little stuff like that. Um, just me, to me, he's feeling really comfortable on that bike, which we all kind of wondered about. And I think all those questions have been answered. Yeah. So um, speaking of comfortability, did you hear that, uh, Tomac and them rode Monday? Really? Yeah. So that 13th place, I'm not sure that was a Eli mental thing that, uh, and did you watch the dirt shark video for Houston too? Uh, oh man. They, so he was trying to talk to Eli before the race and Eli was not really, he didn't want to talk. So he, he's kind of in his head then, huh? Oh yeah. He was, he was super upset by that 13th. And like I said, when I heard the other day on pulp that he, uh, they wrote, they went and rode somewhere Monday. I was like, Oh wow. Okay. All the, all the Cowie boys did. So AC included. I don't know if AC did, but I know they said Tomac was out there riding somewhere and I'm like, Oh, that means something's definitely wrong with that bike, which again, we went 13, one, which was 13, kind of a one, gift. Five. Yeah, five last night, which again, he didn't really, it, that was pretty no, much where he started, basically. He didn't really move. Right, and Barsha goes down and then passes him back and pulls away again. Yeah. And you got a number one plate on your bike, bud. Mm-hmm. So. Do you um do you feel like we're kind of starting to get to the point where um I know it's super early and we've had a bunch of different people, but do you feel like we're getting, we're kind of seeing who the cream is going to be here somewhat? Like Kenny, Barsha, I guess maybe the cream's kind of rising. Yes, I guess maybe Webb. Um, even though you know you look at Webb's finishes and compared to Tomax, it's kind of like oh, you toss him up type deal, because it's like with Webb, I feel like last night we saw a Cooper Webb of old. Like he put the bit in his teeth, especially the second half of that fucking main, and started going a la Cooper Webb style. You know, just picking people off and going and cutting time. Where, like, with Tomac, even though he won the other night, like, it was kind of a gift. He <laughs> Yeah, and he didn't seem, like, super pumped about it on the podium. No. Like, he, he was like, oh, yeah, I won. Yeah, well, I no, mean, I he even said, he was like, dude, the pace those kids had was intense. So, yeah. you know, I, so, yeah, so it's like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like we're getting a few guys that are the cream of the crop here, and then we kind of oh, have. What about, what about your boy, dude? What's up, what's going on with him? Oh man, well let's put is, it this is way: is he the cream or what? He is he is the fastest ten ten nine finisher we've had in fucking I don't know however many years. Oh, here we go. Because he's uh, dude, he's fucking flying, and we just have zero fucking luck. Right. I don't know what happened last cool. night. Last night might have just been a night that didn't gel with us, but the two nights before we were there, the two races before we were plenty fast. And we just got dicked, basically. So yeah, I don't know, man. We, That's no, as of right I will now. Talk no, about he's your other boy. As of right now, no, we are not part of the cream of the crop. Who who's okay. the other boy? AC. Okay. I want Justin to know that. I wish he was on the call. Yeah, well, I'm sure he'll You're listen. A little more laid back without Justin on the phone. I mean, dude, 
He triggers I me I think you like, to, you like to rile the big bear up. Oh, I do like to get him riled up, dude. When we're in studio, there's nothing better for me than when his face starts to get red and he starts to get so frustrated that he spits everywhere. Oh, man, it's great. <laughs> yeah, when he starts spitting. <laughs> when his face starts to get red, I'm like, oh, just keep pushing that button. Just keep pushing oh, that button. Zacho, Zacho, AC, Zacho. Lawrence, brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then another guy I was going to talk about was uh, a really quiet ride for your other boy you claim. AC. Uh, and third, just there by himself. Maybe the the little surgery at the beginning of the year is kind of a blessing. Maybe. Although he did tuck the front end when he was in a good position. But, uh, no, I, you know, really, really quiet and consistent third there. I mean, first round, fourth, third round, third. We had a little yep. hiccup in the sand, which, again, I don't really call that like an AC thing because that sand section in H at Houston 2 ate mm-hmm. everyone. So, yeah, I would say that he's right on the brim. Like, he's part of the cream that's come to the top and might be falling off type deal, you Mm -hmm. know? But it's like he's right there, and he could very easily stay there. He's got the speed to stay right there. But we got to go a few more rounds. I think once we get through Indy, then we'll know with him whether he's in there. But, Mm -hmm. like I said, for right now, the major cream that's rising to the top, at least in my opinion, would be like Webb, Barsha, Kenny. Yeah. Um, for right now, and, so and Webb's, I mean, he mentioned on the podium. It sounds like he's struggling with bike stuff. I don't know why, since that bike's the same and he was dialed on it. Why it's different now, but whatever. They put that new shock um, on there. Yeah, but they went back to the spring one, and he still sucked. Well, yeah, but so, I'm just saying they put that new shock on, which means they went in different directions with things, and then they went yeah, back to the old shock. Yeah. Stuff and, I was going to say, all it takes is, like, changing triple clamps, changing a clicker here or there on the on the forks, and then all of a sudden you go back to the old shock, and you've changed now to that, and you didn't change something back, and then, yeah, it fucks you. So, yeah, yep. I don't know. We'll, well see. Yeah, and I don't know. Anything else, I, I guess I won't be surprised if anything else happens. No, uh, I mean, Yam- my big like thing. Like, the Yamaha guys are all over. I was going to say, the my. The craziest thing to me is the most consistent guy has been Mookie. You've been in like yeah. fifth, every fifth and sixth oh, every round. Bro, how about Mookie running out of whoops in the whoop section? <laughs> yeah. He was going he had he had another five, six whoops in him before he was running out of gear there. And then just blast yeah. Marv. Poor Marv. Marv had a rough night last yeah, night. Marv had, yeah, Marv had a real shitty night. It would have been really interesting to see where he was at because obviously in the heat race he had speed. He was so far back and still qualified. Yeah. That yeah. That was impressive. Yeah, that was that was a bad night for Marv. I don't know. Do you feel like he's part of that cream that's rising to the top, or do you feel like he's in that second tier group? I think he's right on the edge. Um, he's kind of sitting there with the AC. Okay. Right on the edge there. So. Okay. It'll yeah. uh, no, it'll be really interesting to see. You know, as far as the rest of the pack goes, I guess you know we just sit back and watch. I think a lot. Uh, I think a lot of it is is start dependent, and I kind of discussed this with Kevin too because it was like yeah. he like he he. Oh, God, excuse me. I'm burping here. Like, he made the point of, like, you look at Ferrandez. Ferrandez got second Tuesday. Last night, he got lapped twice. Like, <laughs> what changed in four fucking days? I don't know. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and Wilson chasing down and past him. Yeah. And, yeah. So, I, so I, I literally think that, like, we're going to have a top tier, which is going to be a few guys. We're going to have a second tier, which is going to be like five or six guys that's going to round out the top 10. And those guys are all going to be kind of in that consistent. And I think any of the guys in the top 10 with the right start on the right night can get on the box, basically. Yeah. 
And then yeah. I think we're going to have the other 10 to 12 dudes. I, I'm going to say 10 because the last two have been pretty much, we'll call them privateers or privateer teams, a.k.a. A-Ray, Seven Deuce Deuce. Last night we had Politelli and who the fuck else was in there? Gar- Garner? Chisholm. Carlin Gardner. Dude. Yeah, Told yeah, you. Gardner. So, so I think we're going to have, like I said, that first group and second group that is going to make up the top 10. And then I think you're going to have 10 dudes that are all, they could either get 10th place or they could get 20th place. It's going to depend on the start and the night basically for them. Yeah. And then, like I said, you're going to have a couple dudes at the back that are going to be the, the privateer guys. Like I said, the A-rays and everything like that. So mm-hmm. I think that's what we're kind of seeing form here. Cause I mean, you have a lot of guys, you have basically like Chiz, you have Dino, you have, we'll call it Frenchie, even though I know he got second the other night, but still you have Frenchie. Um, I mean, all of them, I feel like they're in that 10 to 20th range there because their nights could either go super fucking good. I mean, don't get me wrong. Any of those dudes, Tickle's prime too. If, If they're feeling it and they get a start on a track where you can't really pass, I mean, I could easily see any of them getting a top five. Easy. Right. No problem. But then a majority of nights, they're not going to get a really great start, and they're going to be stuck in the back fucking around for 14th place type deal, you know? So, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, love the 450 racing this year. It's been badass. Yeah, so. it definitely is good. One more thing, I guess. Yeah. We're starting to see, yeah. some, we're starting to see some sparks out of Plessinger, aren't we? <laughs> I'm not the only one yeah, noticing no, this, right? another great ride for him. I picked him in fantasy as well. Yeah, so I had him my, too. And I'm glad they didn't uh, decide to fully dock Wilson. Yeah, that was wild for a, for a bit last night when they were going to dock Wilson six positions. Yeah, and that would have been bullshit. Yeah, that That's was bullshit. I mean, I'm just sitting here going, AMA never change. Like, you're going to dock yeah, this guy like that six spots? Yeah, bullshit. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even understand where they came up with that. Like, what are you even, I don't know. I, I don't know. That was a weird thing, so. Um... All right. Uh, anything else? I got a couple things I want to talk to you about off air here after we after we cut the recording. But uh, ain't anything else race wise? Are you going to Indy at all for any of them? Um, I'll be at the second Saturday. Okay. Okay. Uh, work work hooked it up with some some sweet tickets. Cool. Uh, like some sweet tickets, like like in a like suite. I'll be I'll be sweet lifing. Sick. I've been in one of those there. They're fucking awesome. Are they? I've never been in one. I've never got to watch a race from one. So oh I'm yeah, man, excited. dude, they're fucking cool. I went with uh, with Glenn once and his kids one of the years here. Um, mm-hmm. They had them through some dealership. I don't remember who it was. And uh, yeah, dude, it's it's fucking cool. I even looked yeah. into how much it would cost to get it. Which down there, I probably wouldn't, because the last thing I knew, a suite down there before you bought food or anything was. 20 some hundred dollars i want to say um and what's what's the cap on people i don't remember if in, it was 30, normal, 30 people maybe for a cap yeah, and, and i don't remember normal times you could probably get quite a few people to throw in on it yeah and then um but and and i was like well that's awesome but the thing is is that i kind of like uh i like the lucas oil stadium and I don't have a problem sitting in the normal seats there. Um, now I have also looked into if we ever, <laughs> if we ever go back to normal and we go back to Detroit, Detroit was only like 
fifteen or seventeen hundred bucks before food oh, for like fifteen yeah, or twenty up. people. So it really wasn't terrible over there. And I was like, well, that would be fucking cool. You just get a suite over there because that stadium I don't like as much <laughs> as I do Lucas Oil. So I would be more inclined to do something down there. But we'll see if we ever get to come back racing here, you know, at any point. So right. something to keep yeah. in mind. So, all right, cool, man. Anything? So nothing else. Um, I guess uh, we probably won't see you until then. Uh, until that Saturday, we'll have to try to hook up and and hopefully yeah, yeah, try to figure something out, watch some practice. But uh, no, I guess picks for for Indy one. Oh well, what, hey dude, we don't we don't get to watch practice together. From what I understand, you have to go sit in your pod, which really fucks me on getting footage and pictures. So that's kind of a pain in my ass, but whatever. Uh, so whatever. um oh so picks for Indy one um okay uh oof, oh boy um so two fifties. I think, uh, man, I'm going to go with Nichols. I think he's going to keep it rolling here. I think he's, I think he's to use Langston's term, got the bit between his teeth and he's going to start going. He seems to me to have a little bit of this focus going on that I don't think we've seen out of other people. And I don't think he has as many mental issues as like Craig. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, I see it it looked to me like he had more fitness too. Yeah. So I see him doing that. And then, uh, as far as the four fifties go, I guess just throw a name in a hat and pull it out. Yeah. I guess I'm going to go with Kenny. Cause I think Kenny's going to be pissed again, but then again, yep. Kenny was pissed this week and I thought he was going to win, but circumstances didn't go. So yeah. So I'm going to go with Kenny and Nichols, I guess for this, uh, this coming weekend. So how about you? Who you got? I'll match that. I'll match that. Bet. Okay. All right. I'll match it. Kenny's going to be fired. Up. All right. Cool, man. Well, let me, let me, uh, let me round this off here since you're the last guest on the show here and then I'll, uh, and then we'll, I'll, cut the recording and we can talk a little bit off air here about some stuff so all right so this has right been on. another episode of the moto aftermath show presented by tlr coatings and premier custom trailers again make sure to check them out links in the description down below make sure to follow us on all the major social media networks like cole said here he is going to go on and snap some video clips to uh to break down some of the things that he saw riders like ken roxon doing in that main that we didn't see anyone else doing uh, make sure if you don't want to watch on YouTube, we also have iTunes or I'm sorry. We also have SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And yes, I'm working on Spotify. I started looking into that the other day. So we'll see if we can get on there very soon. Uh, links in the description for all sorts of stuff, including merchandise, Patreon, whole nine yards to help follow us out. Make sure to go follow our sponsor rider, Kevin Morans, KevinMorans.com. Um, and then we will be back with a fantasy show here on, uh, probably Friday morning, maybe Thursday, depends when the handicaps come out. So go follow that. And if not, we will be back with a whole mess of shows because we have another, another three race stint here in Indy coming up next week, which means I'm going to be doing nothing but pretty much editing shows for weeks on end here. So thanks for tuning in. We will see everyone on the next show. Later. I'm